Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.fm, episode number 460. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company's senior SEO, Scott Vanak. Happy 2024, my friend. Yeah, happy new year indeed. Uh, we are currently in a bit of a deep freeze right now in this part of uh, British Columbia, and my kids are enjoying it. They're excited. They're away from school. They shouldn't really be, but whatever they are. <laughs> and uh today is wow chapter six of our seo 101 learning series and we're going to focus on monthly maintenance we had a hard time actually figuring out the name for this chapter simply because there's so many different ways to encapsulate it but this is something we're going to get into some of the tools we use uh some of the techniques we use to evaluate results and really all does all of that does fall under what we kind of do on a monthly basis for our clients um, there's often more to it and there's you know it's the it depends thing but it, it is a good start so let's start with monitoring ranking and results now we have two or is it just two or we have yeah two different solutions for you uh, one is the free solutions and the second are the low cost for free, we have Google Analytics, what you can use to monitor uh, the traffic to your site. Some of the, uh, I don't know, does it, it's so long since I've dug in. There's nothing there evaluated, evaluative about rankings, right? It's No, you're just more looking at the, the progress of your site. You can, you know, uh, extract your organic traffic versus your paid traffic versus your yeah. direct and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, I say this because uh, Scott's the man on the ground, the one that's working hardest on each site individually, and I'm more of the the big picture <laughs> sales guy slash uh, consultant here. So it's good that we have uh, a good team here. Now, Google Search Console is next, and it definitely does give you some idea of rankings. Um, how accurate they are is very debatable. Uh, not sure. Like Google kind of gives you an average uh, most of the time of what your rankings are, and I don't believe that's very effective. But it is helpful. It's still another place you can look, and it gives you some insight. Uh, the next one is the schema validator. Uh, very technical. This is not something you would just do yourself unless you had some um, fairly decent code skills because you're looking at what Google sees on your site, um, whether or not the content on your page uh, is marked up to make it very clear what it's about. Uh, but it is a, a, a free tool. And the other one is the Google Rich Results Test. And this, again, 
looks at how your page appears to Google when it does, and, and it's evaluating the content in a rich result format. Um, now, what about low cost? So again, you're, I would say the, the simple fact is that if you really want some decent insights, you're going to have to pay for some tools. So Scott, what do you think is a really good set of low cost tools? Yeah, like for us, and actually I didn't have this on the list. I should add it here. Uh, when it comes to like rank tracking, we have all kinds of options. Um, and we use most of these, although we don't use all of them. Uh, Bright Local is a good one, especially if you're a local business and you want to track your rankings and things like that. Uh, you know, it starts at around $39 a month, which should be affordable really for any business, honestly. Yeah. Um, well, really any of these should be affordable. It's just a matter of how in depth you want to go. Um, so Bright Local is great for that. It has some cool features allowing you to see your rankings, not just at a specific city, but in almost like a grid format. So you can see how you rank in different areas of your city, which is, which can be pretty cool. Um, Authority Labs, which we haven't used for a while. We did used to use it. Or sorry, no, we use Authority Labs. Sorry, I'm thinking of Ahrefs. Authority Labs is just sort of a really basic rank checker. You dump in your keywords, your URL, your location, and it gives you a, a daily a synopsis of how you're ranking for those keywords. Um, $49 a month starting at, which again, if you're a small business, that's great. It gives you sort of a benchmark to go for. Uh, Google Anal or sorry, yeah, Google Search Console does a lot of that same stuff, only you'd have to extract the keywords. You don't put in keywords in Search Console. You, uh, you just see what they say. You know, whatever Google spits out at you that you're ranking for. But again, that's an average, whereas uh, tools like Authority Labs, Bright Locals, and these other ones actually show you a snapshot of how your site ranked exactly from, typically it's from a, a zip code or a city, depending on how you set up your account. Um, Moz is great. We used to use Moz quite a bit. We don't currently. Uh, it's great for rank tracking. You can also do site audits, and there are a whole bunch of other tools at Moz. Um, again, Moz is around $79. These are progressively getting more expensive. Moz is around $79 to start. So, again, affordable if you're a small business. It's not a big hit if you know how to go through there and use some of that data. Uh, Ahrefs is good. does about the same kind of stuff as the rest. Um, starts at 99 and then SEMrush again, you know, they all kind of do the same things. Uh, SEMrush is 129 a month and, uh, it's great for the same thing, rank, rank tracking. It does site audits. So you can see it's pretty comprehensive there. Uh, SEMrush is also nice because you can see all the rankings your site is ranking for. So, uh, you type in your domain or you go into your, your project that you have set up and you can see everything it ranks for in the top 100. Uh, and it's, if you have a paid account, it is, uh, it, it'll show historical data as well, which is pretty nice. Um, and it's we, great we for, use that that for competitors as well. Yeah. For competitor analysis, SEMrush is great. Uh, I believe Ahrefs does most of the same things, but I haven't used it in a few years. So I don't, I'm not up to speed with exactly what Ahrefs does. Um, but both, it's kind of a one or the other situation. If it's still the same as it used to be. So both are equally good. SEMrush was at the time when we switched a bit more comprehensive and, and more valuable for us. So that's mm -hmm. why we use that. So Yeah, and and we we do more than scratch the surface of SEMrush, but there's still a lot more we don't use. Uh it's a very powerful tool. It's you know, the fact that it starts at 129 is a bit of a uh misleading. I mean, you may only need that, but there's gonna be a lot of tools that you won't have access to unless you pay a fair bit more. It's a little that's pretty much common across the board, unfortunately. Uh, but at SEMrush particularly, you'll see a lot of things that you want to try. You can't yes. unless you pay a little more. Most of these tools, you know, they have free 
trials and that sort of thing. And, and even if you pay for the full month, it doesn't hurt. Try a few of them and, and try one for a month and then cancel and try another one and see what you like, see what works for you. Even if they show the same information, they're, the way their systems work is all a little bit different. And, you know, personally, you know, your preference might lie on one over the other just because of the usability of it. So, yeah. And, and there are other tools out there. These are just the ones that we've used over the years. Uh, our personal kit is bright local right now. Authority Labs for some of our ranking tracking, uh, more just to have a different uh, source. It's nice to have different sources to see which ones are more accurate. Um, and SEMrush, which we do a lot of work on. Uh, together, that makes for a fantastic uh, set of services. Uh, we pay a fortune for SEMrush. It has definitely gotten expensive, but it is good. Yeah. Um, now, our solution uh, that we prefer for monitoring uh, and presenting results in a great fashion is our custom dashboard. And we're using Google Data Studio. It's what it used to be called. Now it's Looker Studio. Ugh, it's a horrible name. Um, That's creepy. It's totally creepy. Uh, where you can go to one page, and we create this for every client. Um, it's a unified solution where you just go one place to see all your data, and we're populating that data with uh, fairly, it not, I guess it's all perspective. To me, they're fairly expensive, but data connectors that allow us to pull content in from other places like SEMrush and all these different places and have them appear in a sensible way on the page, and we can format how they appear and all these things. So it isn't super simple to do. So we're not talking – I mean, there are templates you can get in Looker Studio that will simplify the most basic of reports, and I definitely urge you to try that. Uh, but, yeah, when you start trying to drag in data from – other sources, it can be very complicated and frustrating. I've, thankfully, we've got Rose, who's very good at this and has more patience than, my, than myself. Um, she manages <laughs> to work her way through them, and there's lots of glitches. And every month, once or every couple months, it seems they break. She has to fix them again. Uh, but the benefit to our clients, and the benefit I think to you uh, as listeners, would be to have one place where you can just see the data that matters to you, because. Uh, uh, you can feel a little bit like you're going down a rabbit hole looking at all these different places because they will suck you in into this other data. It's nice to stay focused. Now, what about evaluating results? <laughs> this is something we've covered many times over the years, Scott. How, how would you say you look at results when they come in on rankings? So, yeah, it, it's, it's tough because everything always depends, of course. But evaluating results, I kind of, First, look at organic traffic. Just is organic traffic trending upwards or downwards? Uh, and then, of course, take into consideration if you have seasonal factors. Like December is a great month for some clients, and it's a terrible month for other clients. And, you know, so if you, you know, you see your traffic go way up or way down, well, first ask yourself, is this a month where it will naturally go up or down? Um, and, you know, make sure you're kind of on a trend with what you expect. But I'll look at organic traffic and, and hopefully see gains when I expect to see gains. And I'll look at the rankings and, and see, are things moving up? Are they moving down? Are they staying the same? Um, are they reactive to any changes I've made? If I've made a bunch of changes specific to a certain phrase or whatever, um, am I seeing results from that? Are the tra Is the traffic related to that target improving or is the ranking itself improving? Um, and, and that's sort of where I start. And then you really want to look at... You know, if you're seeing 
big drops. Well, you don't see a lot of big drops usually because we play it safe, um, but you do see drops. But if you see a big drop or, or drops that you're concerned with is not to overreact right away because if you react dramatically to a drop in results, there's a good chance you'll break something um, and it won't come back. Often you'll see a drop and then like I, I see this very off, fairly often. Sometimes it's just a glitch in the reporting even where a key phrase that's important drops completely out of the top 100, and then you, you start to panic, but the next day it's back. And so then you wonder, well, did it drop, or is it still, you know, was it always there, and the reporting didn't see it there? And and so you really, you know, you want to make sure that if you react to something, you have a bit of an educated guess as to what you need to do to react to it. So, you know, you yeah. got to play it safe there. And one of the things that hmm. uh, is a good example of this is there's a big local update that, Man, it just destroyed the rankings for many, many, many local businesses, uh, pretty much across the board. Honestly, there, there was just, it was a mess. Obviously, someone had to move up, but uh, overall, the, the companies that uh, should have been at the top, simply because they'd been around a long time, they'd done a, a competent job of their marketing, they all seemed to lose a lot of rankings. That included a lot of our clients, and it was very clear there was something up at Google, and I had meetings many meetings with my local SEO Rose and we both kind of were chomping at the bit going, when is this going to fix? When is this going to fix? I'm getting nervous, but we knew better than to react negatively. Um, we certainly continued doing all the things we knew were good. And we discussed those. We said, yep, let's continue doing this. Let's continue doing that. Cause we know there's no reason whatsoever. This is going to be negative. And we did. And finally, and I tell you, it was the longest wait I think I've had in years. I think it must've been close to four months Finally, everything was restored again, and I shudder to think of what some people had, did, had done to try to move that needle too soon. It's It did help. Well, it was instrumental knowing that there was something going on, and the way you do that is to monitor the right places, uh, like Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, Barry Schwartz does an amazing job. I don't know how he keeps it up of, of keeping on top of what's going on in Google. Uh, he's got a passion for it, and it's second to none. Uh, uh, and search engine land. I mean, honestly, nothing will beat search engine roundtable in my opinion. Uh, he's he's always done a great job. So that's the place where I like to go. And, and if I hear something's happening, that's where I'll get more corroboration, or at least it's still happening. We still don't know what's going on. He'll be honest. Yeah. And it's great. All right. So you've got a few other tips here for what's happening. What happens uh, if you've had an, a drop for an extended period of time? Uh, my last experience notwithstanding. Uh, yeah, so definitely, you know, if you do see a drop and it's just not coming back, uh, you definitely want to ask yourself, is my site competent? You know, do, am I, do I have the good content? Is everything as it should be? Um, the, actually, before you even do that, like Ross said, go to SE Roundtable, see if there's any talk about a recent algorithmic update and any information on what that update had an impact on, and then see if that, you know, corresponds with your site. Like, for example, a really good example would be all the um, product review updates that we had last year and the year before. Um, the product review sites got hit hard, and there was lots of advice on how to recover from that. So if you had a product review site, there was a great resource, lots of answers on what you could do to resolve that. It's not always that clear. Sometimes updates happen, and Google's response is, we're just changing the way we rank. You didn't do anything wrong. Well, how do you respond to that? <laughs> it's, it's kind of a non-answer. It doesn't help. 
but typically what you'll want to do then is maybe look at the sites that are winning now. What sites are in the top 10? Take a look at their content compared to yours. Try to get a sense of what they're doing that you're not doing. And, you know, kind of go in that direction possibly. Uh, make sure your content is uh, really authoritative. And, you know, we've talked about this so many times. You know, use all kinds of mixed media. Make your content stand out. Be the expert. Google will reward you, especially long term, if you do that. So, and you want to do that anyway. So do it anyways. But if, you know, you're suffering from a drop, really jump at that. Um, make sure your, your internal linking on your site is strong. You've got relevant content linking to relevant content, whether it be blog posts that support a service you offer or a product you offer or whatever that may be. Just make sure your internal links are strong, pointing where they should point, but don't just add links for the sake of it. Make sure that your links are, you, you know, there with reason. Um, the other thing I would add is uh, when we talk about content, uh, creating a compelling frequently asked questions section, you can't go wrong. I mean, this is one of the examples of something you could do when you're not sure what's going on. Just focus on great content while you wait and chew your fingernails. We all do. It's like too stressful. I got to do something about this. Well, at least write some great content and you keep building on that FAQ the better off you're going to be. I mean, and I'm not talking about just adding like the old classic FAQ where it's just one page with a whole bunch of questions and answers. No, no, no. I'm talking about a whole bunch of questions that link to pages with the answers. And those answers may be a very long page just to have one answer completely and amazingly answered. Uh, Really invest in your site. That's how you earn the right to rank. Uh, Dear Dana Lucadu used to say that all the time and I use it all the time now because it's a great way to describe it. You need to earn it. And there's, sure, people have found ways to fake that, but it never lasts. Just do it honestly by creating great content. All right. You jump into schema now, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good good tangent there. Um, <laughs> yeah, make sure that you've got schema on your site. Make sure that things that should be marked up are marked up. If you have an FAQ, which you probably should in most cases, make sure you're using FAQ page markup or uh, the Q&A markup if it's applicable. So those depend. Like Q&A is basically a question with user-generated answers, and FAQ would be uh, a question or questions with you answering them yourselves. Uh, make sure your videos are, are marked up. Make sure your people are marked up, whether that be authors or uh, bio pages for people on your site, important people for your business. Um, you can mark up all kinds of things. Uh, you know, your product markup. If you're using something like WooCommerce or Shopify, your products are going to be marked up automatically anyways. But if you're using other content management systems, maybe they're not. So make sure you've got your product information marked up, your reviews marked up. Uh, if you don't, that stuff is going to help you rank. Um, we are, I already talked a bit on images and videos, but yeah, make sure you've got good quality images and videos and things to draw people in and, and set you apart and add value. And uh, if you have a blog or you have articles, you need an author page and, and really push your expertise with that author page. Talk about who you are and why you're important and, you know, you're linking off to your other, you know, appearances in the news and media and have that marked up with person markup, of course, with same as that points to all your social profiles. Uh, and even if it's not an author page, if it's just a bio page, you can do that as well. Create that for all the bio pages you have on your site for all your top level employees and staff. And um, all that helps add authority and helps bring some of this stuff uh, back to ranking well. Cool. Well, and I think, uh, 
as a part of this again, and I realize we're doing maintenance here, we're analyzing things, but we're also talking about how to act on it. Uh, if you feel you need to build authority, and we talked a little bit about it already, but you know, a cheap way to do that is using ChatGPT to create more content. Just don't focus on that. I'm not going to go into detail on that because we've already covered some of it. But uh, just make sure that you're not just using the vanilla output. You want to make sure you've added your own expertise, some own your own quotes, adding your own imagery, your own links, some follow-up uh, FAQs or links to further articles, etc. Um, if you want to get really aggressive with creating more authority, of course, there's link building, uh, which has to be done very carefully. Uh, there's a pre using tools like content uh, at scale that allows you to create exceptionally long but very detailed articles that cite different um, sources, utilize uh, automatically uses quotes, automatically builds in FAQs. Uh, it's pretty astounding what it can do. Again, you would never want to go with a vanilla approach. I've had to do a lot of editing on those before they're ready to, for prime time. But it allows you to create kind of the ultimate content, uh, which I, I figure is the content that makes people go, wow, this is really all I needed to answer that question and more. Uh, so that's an option. Yeah, a little more money, though, right? Another is press releases. Uh, one of the services we've been putting together and it's been quite successful has been um, creating press releases that are purely designed to build signals for, for search rankings. These are not ones to get you in the Wall Street Journal, not to get in your local newspaper. These are ones that are going out to sites. These press releases are going to sites that uh, are well uh, regarded by Google that will give you some uh, a little prime time that, you know, Google will notice this essentially, and they'll they'll take notice that you are more than just an average business staying stagnant online, uh, and that they'll have the proper signals to different pages, different ways to build some uh, authority to those pages, and also to uh, generate more signals to maybe new pages, new content you have on your site. There's a lot. Um, this is all stuff that we have to do on a regular basis um, when we're evaluating and deciding how to respond to pages that aren't performing well, uh, that need more, we decide need more internal links. Some of the things that Scott's already mentioned. Uh, and, you know, these are the more aggressive ones. Uh, there's also, uh, you know, it, we get into much bigger stuff here, you know, uh, hiring, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, influencers. Uh, you can, Get someone in your industry that's uh, or a person who is well regarded in your industry in a social media sense, and have them review your product or service. Uh, and they're there; they're available to be paid for. Um, and most of the time, you've got to hope anyway. They're going to honestly review you, and instead of just being a, a chill and or a shill, and they'll actually do some good work for you. But that's an option and not cheap. But again, you can have huge huge benefits from such things. All right. Uh, touched on a few things we've already touched on before, but I wanted to bring them up because these are aspects of responding to results that may be, that could be better and how you work on a monthly basis to improve things. Now, what about monitoring site health? What do you do there, Scott? Yeah, I think it's something that a lot of people don't necessarily think of. And I'll get some examples later, but um, if you're not monitoring some of the stuff, it can, really come back and bite you. So 
Uh, I'll, I'll first I'll mention some of the tools and then get into what you actually look for with those tools. So what we primarily use in-house is we use Screaming Frog a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, Screaming Frog is it's cheap and expensive, I guess, depending on your perspective. You know, it's about 260 bucks a year, I believe, for a single user account. I, I might be wrong there. Um, there is also a free version. So the free version, if you have a really small website and you're really just using Screaming Frog for the basics, the free version will probably be good enough for you. It allows you to use Spider about 500 URLs, but it does not include all the advanced features of Screaming Frog. It's maybe about half the features. And some of those features are doing like advanced queries for data. Like you can, if you want to find the word uh, Ross Dunn on your website everywhere, you put that in and it'll spider your site and tell you everywhere that it finds that term. Um, so that's great sometimes if you're looking for specific things that maybe you have to remove. Uh, there's the, the features of Screaming Frog are endless. Check it out on their website, but try the free. Go for Sorry. it. One of my favorite things I just want to interject here is I had a call with a, a prospect just last week, and he's one of the listeners of the show, which is great. Uh, hello, Dan. Uh, he made me laugh pretty good. He he kept calling it, uh, kept calling me. He said, "Look, he's he's got that software called Spider Monkey." Spider Monkey. <laughs> and I pretty much thought he was talking about Screaming Frog, but I wasn't sure. And I thought, oh, maybe I haven't heard of that one. And <laughs> finally figured it out, and I was laughing pretty hard. And he was great. He was happy. He made me laugh. But so uh, it was yeah. Screaming Frog you meant. It was. Uh, is, <laughs> it was is Spider Monkey? Monkey yeah. Is Spider Monkey taken? It must be. I feel like that's an awesome name for a spider. <laughs> it is. It is. It's almost uh, better. I like it more, actually. Me too. Me too. I'm on it. Let's go, just, just make, make sure we we buy that and build that software before this episode <laughs> airs because it's going to be taken. Yeah. Um, All right. Next up, SEMrush. Yeah, and then we talked about SEMrush. Uh, what's great about SEMrush is you can run site audits. A lot of tools you can, but we use it for that as well. Regularly runs an audit of the site. You can check it out and see, did they find any new errors? Um, there are going to be some errors that it finds that are – not errors. Often I find it doesn't make mistakes. All the tools do. So you really have to, uh, you know, if, if you're going to do this on your own, you know, educate yourself. And, and if you see an error show up, validate it before fixing it, because sometimes errors are not errors, which is annoying. But SEMrush is great. It gives you a good summary of that. You can see a chart over time of how you're trending with the errors on your site. And if you see a spike, that's bad, obviously, for a lot of reasons. But it could indicate that something's happened on your website, which is um, like really, if you're not doing a lot, you shouldn't see spikes and errors. They should be pretty flat all the time. So if you do see a spike, it might be a, a plugin that auto updated that broke something, or it could be a sign of your site being hacked. Um, and then we don't use, again, I've mentioned this before, we don't use Ahrefs in-house anymore, but a lot of people do. A lot of people love it, and it's a bit cheaper. So you might want to consider Ahrefs. Um, cool. And then, yeah, we'll get into what to look for in a moment here. But That's right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Benack. All right, let's continue on. Chapter 6 of 
the SEO 101 Learning Series. We're talking about monthly maintenance. And what are we moving on to next? Response codes. So what are the kind of issues you're looking for when you do a, a, a site crawl? Yeah, so we do a site crawl. There's actually a lot of stuff we look into, but uh, today, so a lot of the stuff are things like title tags and image alts and all that kind of stuff that we talk about in optimization. We still look at that stuff regularly, and you should as well, but I'm not really going to focus on that. We talk about that stuff in basically every single episode of SEO 101, but what we don't talk a lot about are response codes, for instance. So Screaming Frog is like the best for this. It makes it so easy. You spider your site. There's a tab in the software called response codes. You click on that and it'll tell you how many pages with a 200 okay. So that's what you want. 200 okay means everyone can see this page. It's all good. It will tell you uh, how many 5XX errors. So how many 500 level errors are. And those are server errors. Those are really bad. You should see zero of them. If you do, you want to address those. Uh, how many 404, or sorry, 4XX errors, so 404s and so on, any kind of page not found errors. You'll get a summary of those. Again, you want to go in and fix them. And uh, I'll, I'll save next one. I've got a comment on that. Uh, and then I, we also look for three re, uh, 300 redirects, so 301 redirects, 302 redirects. Typically, I don't like seeing any redirects at all. I like to see zero redirects. Uh, redirects are great if you have an error and you want to redirect people to somewhere better, and that's what you should do. But ultimately, any links on your website that point to another page on your website should point directly. They shouldn't travel through a redirect. So let's say you change the name of a page and or the URL of a page, you would set up a 301 redirect, and that'll handle any external links coming from other sites and even internal links that you don't change so that people find that page. But really, internally, you want to change all the links you have on your site that point to that page that's now moved. So check for those. Check for any redirects and adjust those links, even if they're off-site, external bound. I like to have them nice and clean. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit ridiculous, but no, I, keep, I, I agree. So yeah. I think that, you know, you can do it temporarily, use the redirects, but they're not meant to be there long term. Exactly. So, you know, fix all those things. Perfect. And the nice thing about Screaming Frog is for all of those, if you click on the error or the redirect, you can see a full rundown of where you can look at the, the links pointing to that error are. And it'll give you a full list of all the pages on your site that link to that error, the anchor text used in the link. If it's an image, it will give you the image file name and the alt attribute used in that image so that you can easily find and correct those mistakes on your site, which is, I mean, a lot of the tools do it. Uh, SEMrush does it. I don't like the way SEMrush does it. Screaming Frog is so much easier to use. SEMrush is there. You click on each link individually. It's hard to export exactly the data you want. In Screaming Frog, you can export all of them. You basically highlight all the errors. You right-click, and you click Export in Links. It'll give you a, a CSV file with every one just laid out nicely. So easy to fix that way. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So Screaming Frog for the win for most stuff, honestly. And, and then also check, and this is where my story comes in, uh, check for URLs that are blocked by your robots.txt file. It, even if you never block anything, sometimes things get blocked. Um, I've seen cases where a content management system is updated, and for whatever reason, suddenly there's a block in the robots.txt for some content. I had a client years ago, and he's, this, I've talked about them a bunch of times. They're a quarterly client, which we do not recommend, and we don't do quarterly clients anymore, but we have a few that are kind of grandfathered in, and you know we want our clients to be happy, so we still do it. But when it's quarterly, that means we're only looking at it every 
you know, three months. And shortly after one of our monthly uh, SEO passes and, and emails and stuff, somebody at their, uh, they have a proprietary content management system, of course. So there's a whole other flag sometimes. <laughs> and the proprietary system was updated by one of the developers for whatever reason. And the robots.txt file was updated to block everything from the website, from a live website. And of course, we didn't see it because they were a quarterly client. So three months later, we go to do our work and their rankings have tanked, their traffic is tanked. Nobody's contacted us to ask us if we knew anything. So I don't know how the company didn't notice this, but they didn't somehow. And we figured, and then we, I panicked because I see that their site is tanked. Like what could have possibly happened? Eventually find the error and it's like, oh, somebody's getting fired today. <laughs> but, uh, so I called them and I said, you know, look, this is, I don't know who did this. I didn't have access to fix it. And they got on it and got it fixed. But anyways, because of that, check often to make sure your site is fully indexable. And, and, and again, Screaming Frog does that. If you run Screaming Frog once or twice a month on your site, if anything is blocked, you check under the response codes tab, you'll see it and you'll catch it fast. So really important to check that stuff and yeah, monitor and that, that. Google search console will be another place to look, right? Sir, you know, yeah, it should show up in search console, but I've seen cases where it doesn't. Oh. Uh, although to be fair, that could be because it just hasn't gotten onto uh, Google's radar. And we catch it beforehand. Gotcha. Um, so although it does Google, if they do see extra 404 errors, uh, they will tell you if they see pages that are blocked by robots.txt, it, you won't necessarily get a notification for it, but it'll show up. Um, and under the, the page indexing, and you can see that information there. So uh, that's another good place to check as well. But if you spider the site, you'll see it immediately. So check both. All right. Um, so those are sort of the, the key areas we check that, uh, uh, aside from the basic SEO stuff, some stuff that a lot of people might not think to look for. Anything um, else you want to cover in security issues? Yeah, what have I got here for security? Uh you never really know what you're going to have with security problems. So definitely, you know, make sure you've got Google search console set up, check for security notices there. Uh, I've seen sites get hacked and never see a message in Google search console as a result. It's crazy, but sometimes you do. So, you know, have it, check it, make sure you see those messages from Google. Uh, if you do a site audit in SEMrush, if you have security issues, uh, I should notice that the messages from Google will be if you're hacked, not necessarily have a security issue, but if you actually have something bad that's happened as a result. Um, a site audit from SEMrush will point out issues. Some of these might be things like uh, uh, secure pages pointing to insecure versions of your site, other things like that. Um, so that's something you want to make sure is, is cleaned up. And that'll be pointed out there. Screaming Frog points that stuff out, too, if you know where to look. It doesn't just tell you. You have to know where to look, but it's in there. One of, um, and, one of the things I, I appreciated that Google did for a long time, and I haven't seen them do it for a while. I guess they've stopped doing it is in search results, they would say this site may be hacked. And yeah. I loved that because, first of all, it was it was a nice precautionary measure. We warn people not to click on it. It was also like if we saw that, it would be a pretty immediate, oh, shit, <laughs> I need yeah. to fix this. And you would definitely jump on that, and clients would see it. They're like, oh, my God, I just saw this. And we'd be right on it, too, if it was something that was – that literally could have happened minutes ago because Google They're on fast some with sites that. that are very active are indexing them a lot and they can find this stuff. Uh, and sometimes they were wrong and it wasn't hacked. Uh, but the, the beauty of it was that it, it was very helpful to have yet another person watching it, person air quotes. Um, well, even then, like I, I forgot all about that actually. But yeah, you get examples where maybe even just a customer of that business 
or a client sees it. And like you, as a business owner, you're going to find out really quick your site is hacked if Google's putting it in search results. And really that's kind of, I call that a win. Like it, on one regard, you might think it's bad because it'll prevent people from going to your site, but it really gets you to fix it in a hurry. So. I mean, I, I can see the back, the backward side of it, or the, the negative side, which is that maybe it, it was a great way to highlight to hackers that this site is, is hackable. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, actually. No kidding. But. You know what? I would rather know about it because that site already is damaged. Um, yeah. Perhaps they could do worse, but you've still got backups, so you better anyway. Uh, if you don't, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> that's that's another episode, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh, one more quick other way to find out if your site is hacked, and this is a really basic, simple way. Do a site colon search in your site or in Google for your site. So that's, again, you do go site colon example.com and search for pages on your site that Google's showing as being indexed. If your site is hacked with one of those hacks where they inject your site with spam pages, you're going to find it very quickly scanning through those pages. You might start seeing pages for adult-oriented products or gambling or whatever. Um, you'll know really quick if you see the stuff that shouldn't be there. So something I check for periodically too. So Yeah, it's good. And one of the things that I found kind of sad is that uh, we used to be able to get a number when you did site colon searches. It would say uh, 300 pages found or something. Nothing's showing anymore. They removed it. Oh, they removed that. Yeah. It's fairly oh, that's recent, interesting. Now I'll just see the results. And since it's uh, forever, what do they call it? Uh, you just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I can't use my words today. The infinite, uh, infinite scroll. Infinite, thank you. Infinite scroll. It. Uh, you don't see a result at the bottom either out of how many searches, nothing. They're, they've totally taken away data, which I think sucks. I like seeing that number. Um, I, I guess box. the numbers are just too big. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It just seems to me like Google's becoming more and more of a black box, which I don't appreciate. Uh, uh, the more data, the better for everyone. That's totally true, isn't it? Yeah. Um, All right. Cool. Well, now the next part would be checking overall rankings. Um, yeah. What would you say is the best to move with there? Yeah, so what I like to do is, again, using SEMrush. SEMrush is awesome. Other tools probably do this. But go into SEMrush, you enter in the domain name, and it will list out how the site is ranked in for the last month, three months, six months, year, two years, or all data. And you can see a chart that shows how many uh, number one rankings you have, how many top three, top 10, top 20, top 100, and it lists all of that. And so I may not necessarily go in and look at what is specifically ranking, but I'll just check to see how that chart is, is trending. Does the site have more rankings, less rankings? Um, if it's a small deviation, I don't know what percent, 5%, 10%, I guess it depends. I don't worry too much about it. Um, but if you see a significant drop, obviously it's, a, it's just another indicator that you need to investigate what's going on here. Um, or maybe things have a significant bump up, and then you get to celebrate and open up a nice bottle of scotch. But uh, yeah. just keep in mind, uh, one of the big disadvantages, and this is the case for many tools, is they don't do a good job of local rankings. Um, uh, the best one I know of is Bright Local. Uh, Semrush does a crap job of showing what how you rank locally. So do keep that in mind um, if you're a local business. Uh, it's not bad to look at, but don't consider it the holy grail. Um, get a bright local account. Uh, I don't honestly know anyone out there that has a better system than they do. Uh, and uh, you'll have a far better understanding of how where you sit based on your locale. 
Yeah, I was going to say that with these, you know, if you see a big drop in rankings and you're not looking at rankings, you're tracking specifically, you're just looking at everything. Uh, because of that local aspect, you know, you might rank for HVAC or let's say air conditioner repair, but you're not going to rank for air conditioner repair nationally unless you are a national brand of some sort. But if you're like a small local company and you're ranking locally for air conditioner repair, a tool like Samrush might not see that ranking. It might not see that it exists, even though it exists for you locally in your market where it matters. Mm-hmm. So it's good to look at these rankings. If you do see things drop, it's not necessarily bad. They could even be rankings that are irrelevant that have Google's filtered out that don't even matter. And so you just look, if you're only looking at the chart and seeing it drop and you panic, well, maybe the stuff you've lost is irrelevant anyway. So um, it's all grain of salt stuff, but it's kind of an indicator. If it drops drastically, take a look and investigate further and see if you need to act, see, try to get an idea of what's happening there. So I should, 100%, I should clarify one thing, and that is that Semrush doesn't, suck when it comes to local rankings if you have local tracking set up in a profile in an actual site account um, that's different entirely what i'm talking about is the oh. off the cuff how am i ranking just type in my domain here's a dashboard and that's what you can do for any competitor too it's when you have if you actually have it set up as a profile then you'll get a much better result. Not that we've done any of that recently, but I, I know that would be much better. <laughs> so do keep that in mind. I don't want to slam them because, I, again, I really enjoy the system. Yeah, it comes down to knowing how, how to use the tool. Exactly. Um, it's a very dangerous tool if you don't know what you're doing or if you, you don't investigate why and, and just, you know, you have to get to know how it works and what everything means. Exactly. Okay, um, so... Um, what else do we have to cover in overall rankings? Anything else we've missed? For overall rankings, not not really. I mean, certainly you look for the rankings that matter most and, and make adjustments according. Um, again, we've talked about that a lot in other things with optimization. Uh, I think it was episode three or something. Um, but we do check that, and you should check that. If you've got your core targets that you're going after, Follow those and see how they're ranking and fluctuating. And again, if you see a drop, don't panic. Look at the look at the trend. Tools like Authority Labs is a good example for this, where you can see the rankings as it's tracked every single day. Um, so you could see like, does this ranking fluctuate over time? Uh, well, you can do it with SEMrush as well. And if it does fluctuate and you see it drop, give it a few days. Uh, and if not, maybe take a look at that term and, and like we said before, you know, make adjustments to try to bring that up. Yeah. Um, cool. I'll give you a break here and talk about plugins and CMS. So, Where's my water? <laughs> yeah, Content management systems, uh, the abbreviation CMS. Um, so if you have a WordPress, this is a perfect example. Uh, certainly one of the, the platforms we focus on. Uh, you've got plugins. These are add, add-ons that allow uh, uh, extend the capability of the system. Now, these add-ons are often updated, sometimes to plug a Hole where a hacker could actually take act, take advantage of your site and take access, get access, and it's quite dangerous. Other times to add new functionality. Um, sometimes even to fix a break that has occurred because WordPress was updated and it needs to keep up to date so it can interop, inter, be interoperable, right? Well, those plugins need to be updated, but just make sure you have backed up your site before you update it. Because uh, if that plugin update collapses everything, breaks something fundamental on your website, you're going to have to roll back. Uh, and you do not want to be in the state where you don't have a rollback. Uh, it 
we've had some pretty panicked calls in the past 26 yep. years that uh, have been a little bit cringy because uh, it's pretty difficult to fix that if you don't have a backup. Now, back then, like back, let's say, 20 years ago, backups were pretty uncommon. Uh, they were pretty bad. They were difficult to make, to put back in place. Nowadays, um, there are some pretty awesome plugins out there that allow you just to, to restore the website with one click close to it. Um, we actually have our own thing we call Step 4 Security that we uh, offer our clients and as close as we can insist upon simply because it's it covers everyone's arse and it gives literally has 90 days of backups because I want to be able to restore a site if we find out it's hacked. If it was hacked 60 days ago and somehow it wasn't noticed, it can't happen. Hackers are bright people. It definitely um, happens. We can actually go back before that and restore the clean version after we plug the issue that caused the hack. Uh, you can't do that in most backup systems. Most only have 30 days of backups maximum, and if you're lucky. So, uh, anyways, make sure you do a backup before you do any plugin updates. Uh, if there are sometimes some, there's alerts when you first log into your WordPress dashboard, all of these things have to be uh, managed. Okay, uh, you know, in the security pro system we have, we also have Dennis, our, our full-time uh, developer personally checking everyone's site whenever a, a plugin needs to be updated to make sure that whenever that update, when, when that update was applied, that everything works after. That's so important and it's tedious and not something that we all have a lot of time to do. So have someone like that to do it for you uh, just to check, check your forms. Do that on a regular basis. Oh my gosh, is that ever the worst thing to break? If you've got a quote or inquiry form and you find out that it's been busted for the last two months, well, it's a pretty good reason why business has been quiet, and you probably didn't even consider to check it. Run a test at least once a month. I would suggest once per week, every Monday. Just send yourself a test to make sure it goes through the proper systems and arrives. Holy cow, you could lose countless dollars if that's not working right, and it's very un, um, undervalued just how important forms are. Okay, next up is pushing the envelope. What are some cutting-edge techniques you can do on a monthly basis to improve your overall footprint and inquiries and just generally the success of your business? Well, one is considering other search engines than Google, uh, and there are very important use cases for doing that. For example, if you have – I don't know, one of the more examples I like to use are if, if, if you're a uh, – targeting preppers, people who want to uh, be ready for next Armageddon or <laughs> uh, whatever might happen. They, they, they like to be sure they're ready for the next disaster. Uh, it's reasonable to assume, and I am assuming, I haven't done the research on this, so don't shoot me, um, that they are probably more privacy-centric. They want to have a more private experience online. They don't like cookies. They don't like all these things. So somewhere like DuckDuckGo would probably be a great place to advertise, a great place to have a good ranking. Well, that's not a given. You need to go there and figure out what you can do to get those. Now, I believe off the top of my head, DuckDuckGo is run by Bing in terms of the organic results. So if you're doing well in Bing, you're likely going to do fairly well there. Although it's not, I don't believe it's 
it's exactly the same rankings as a certain thing there. But paid ads would work great, right? You could, it's a totally different ecosystem, different targeted users. Sure, it's a small portion of the searches online as a whole, but if it's that targeted, it could be extremely effective for your business. So consider niches, consider just going after other search engines if you're doing very well on Google. You may be amazed by how much more business you can get. We've had clients decide to try Bing and all of a sudden discover that even though they're getting less traffic, it's actually converting better. Uh, you never know. You really don't know. So yep. do consider other Google, uh, other search engines. Um, AI. I was talking with Scott just before this call for quite extensively. We're talking about all the things we need to do to keep on top of things. <laughs> Not that we can. No one can keep top on top of AI. It's moving so fast right now. There are so many startups, but doing our best and doing better to keep on top of what's out there. And it's, Likely, there are some great tools out there that can make your life easier, managing your website, managing your marketing, doing a better job of creating great content, uh, all these different things uh, that maybe would be worthwhile. These are cutting-edge techniques we're talking about. Remember, this isn't just their day-to-day, so consider AI. It's, Another is it's oh, Sorry? Oh, I was going to say it's funny with AI because I have an example just from today alone using it for something I've never done it for. Mm -hmm. I wanted the transcript from a client YouTube video so I could put the transcript on their website. I went into YouTube, and on YouTube you can load up Google's version of the transcript and copy-paste it. The problem with copying and pasting is is you get about five words of the transcript with a timestamp, and then another five words and a timestamp. And the, the grammar is, is usually off a little, or no, sorry, not the grammar, the spelling is usually off a little bit, and there's no punctuation. So you copy and paste it, and you get a mess, and then you've got to manually clean up that mess. Well, I took the mess, and I just pasted it into ChatGPT, and I said, Please, and I do say please, I don't know why I always say please with ChatGPT, but I said, please remove timestamps, correct spelling, and add punctuation. And it did it perfectly. It was like a flawless article, essentially. It fixed everything. There were cases where um, the client's name in Google's transcript was way wrong. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't even close. And it fixed it, and it was correct. I don't even know how it knew to do that because it doesn't say the client's <laughs> website anywhere in the particular transcript, but it fixed it. Um, I, it's something I've done periodically in the distant past, and it might take an hour sometimes. Like this is a 10-minute video of a few thousand words. It took you know seconds. It was so fast, and I'd never used it for that, and I was just like, I can't believe how well that worked. I'm always blown away when I ask AI to do something, and it does it better than expected. So try it, play with it. Like you're going to save a ton of time with every stupid little task. If you try it. Yeah. We have an experimental section of our, our system we use for AI. It's a category I have that I put up for the team to use just to, you know, try something new, put it here. And I've tried new things. Uh, gosh, I can't really share some of them because they're private for clients. But uh, one example was some legalese. Um, I needed to create something for a contract. And I said, Hmm, I wonder what will happen if I do this. And I took an example I found online of some of a privacy statement, and I put it into the, the, the ChatGPT, and I said, change this ChatGPT or change this privacy statement so that it's uh, – what is the word for it? it so it, um, it works – again, bad wording here. Uh, it's compatible with British Columbia legal or law. And – as far as I can tell, it did an amazing job. 
<laughs> it changed everything, <laughs> and it looked far more familiar. It looked like what I would normally see uh, when I'm looking at contracts in my area. And I was astounded. I truly was astounded. And, and I've seen enough agreements to know that that was pretty darn on, on point. Uh, and they're actually saying, I read uh, or watched yesterday, Peter Diamandis, uh, a futurist that I follow, said that he believes uh, in the future, as little as 10 years from now, uh, or maybe even less, uh, lawyers will actually be liable for malpractice if they are not utilizing their legal AI assistance. Uh, and it makes good sense. I mean, AI has access to everything. And if you're not using that to help represent your client and, and benefiting from the knowledge there, you, you probably should be liable for malpractice. And that's the, that's what's coming. It's just amazing. And you and I can get all geeky about this stuff. We can go forever. But um, next up was catering to voice search. Write in a conversational tone. Use long tail keywords. Reflect how people naturally speak. And, and we know we talk about all this. We get all the nitty gritty. Just speak naturally. That's really what the answer is here. Yeah. But um, adding FAQ sections to pages is a good idea. Uh, perhaps more schema on the page is a good idea because uh, it does improve Google's understanding of the content on the page, which then reflects better on Google's knowledge graph, which is then being used for voice search. It's all interconnected. All right. Well, that is the end of chapter six. Uh, as with anything, we could probably do days and days and just monthly maintenance. It's a fans, it, to us a fascinating part of our job. Uh, but the next chapter is the results accelerator. This is more about what we do on a monthly basis. This is ongoing, the kind of thing you need to do every month based on what you've learned from before. So in effect, we are continuing this. It's just going to be a little more, uh, uh, focused on site improvements and other aspects of of our job and what you guys need to do to improve your own websites if you're do-it-yourselfers. Well, that said, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Vanak, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air twice a month on WMR.fm. Great. Thanks for listening, everyone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.